Good morning, everybody. All right. Whoops, sorry, Daryl. All right, let me get set up here for a minute. All right, first of all, while I'm getting set up here, I need three volunteers to come up front here and just stand. It's harmless. Just stand up and come. It's harmless. It won't hurt at all. No running, no pushing. Thank you. Okay, there's three bags there. Everybody grab one bag. Don't look in it. Grab one bag. Now, go give that bag away to anybody you want. Anybody you want, give it away. (laughs) Tough decision. Oh. Now open up the bag and see what's inside. And tell us what you got. (laughs) Okay, there's a little sticker on it. It has a little message. What message did you get, Brent? You're over the moon for me. Oh, Zach. (laughs) Who else got what? Hey. There we go. All right. Okay, you can sit down. Thank you very much. So those are cute little candy hearts, right? Chocolate hearts, and Brent's going to again give his away. But um, my question is, is what about your heart this morning? A friend of mine recently told me that, uh, you know, he'd hit the age of 49 and... um, he said, you know, up until this point, I'd never had any concerns about my heart. Uh, I always felt healthy. Things were going pretty well physically. But at that age, he said, I decided to get my blood pressure checked out. He was 170 o- over 120 was his blood pressure. A little concerning, right? A little... So he booked an appointment with the doctor. They talked over things. Uh, They booked a couple tests, but he made a couple changes right away. He changed a little bit of his diet, and he started adding in daily exercise. Within weeks, his blood pressure dropped down to 140 over 95, just making a couple simple changes, some instant change in his blood pressure. Heart disease and heart conditions, they can be quite concerning. They can be outright scary right? Whether it's for you yourself or somebody that you know. Funny little story, when I was a young little guy, I remember uh, being told that my uncle Len had died. And he had died of a heart attack. But my young ears heard hard attack. And And I'm guessing that's because I heard them talk about how hard of a worker Uncle Len was and that he died of a heart attack. And I don't think it was still, I, I don't remember, I remember being very young, I don't remember how young I was, but I think it took me a couple years to, uh, to realize that he died of a heart attack, not a hard attack. Our physical hearts, it's a, the heart is a very unique muscle, okay? I mean, it's got its own term, it's a cardiac muscle. It never stops working while we're alive, 
Did you know that your heart can easily beat 100,000 times a day? It's constantly working. It's always going. Its job is, to, you know, it's a main part of keeping us alive. It puts blood through our bodies using veins and arteries and capillaries. It pumps the blood around. And if those arteries narrow, right, uh, coronary disease, then problems start to arise because you're not getting proper blood flow or in order for proper blood flow, the heart has to work harder. Have you ever heard of somebody having a hole in their heart? Sounds scary, right? Because you picture like a hole like, right through, right? Like you stick your finger in, right? But it's actually, your heart is divided into four chambers. And when one of those walls dividing up has a hole, we refer to that as to a hole in the heart. And that needs attention typically. Our hearts work on electricity, basically. It has an electrical system all on its own that keeps it pumping and, and flowing. And therefore, we have tests for our heart, for the electrical system, right? An EKG or, or an ECG, it's, it's called, and that evaluates how uh, the electrical system of our heart's working. But there's many things that can be wrong with our heart. So there's all kinds of tests. Uh, there's an echo test. There's a cardiac CT scan. There's cardiac MRI st- uh, scan. Uh, people do stress tests. Th- there are a lot of different tests to try and diagnose when we're having a heart issue or just trying to check up and see if our heart is healthy or not. So how about your heart? How is your heart this morning? I'm not talking about your physical heart. I'm actually going to, we're going to talk about your biblical heart. Now, maybe you haven't heard that expression either, your biblical heart. The Bible refers to the heart <clears throat> In the NIV Bible, you can read the word heart approximately 700 times. Different translations you have more or less, uh, but in the NIV, heart appears. And many of those times, heart is not the physical heart, but it's referred to as what I said, the biblical heart. It refers to our center of existence as a person. It talks about your emotional, your intellectual, your spiritual activity within you. So with that in mind, how is your heart this morning? The word heart appears 75 times just in the book of Proverbs, and that's the book that we're going to look at as we've read this morning and we have up here this morning. Our key verse, or actually before I get to the key verse, so what I've done here this morning, hopefully you can read it and I don't get too confusing here, is I've got, I better turn so I've got the message on your left side and NIV on the right, because I think it helps to, to do a little comparison here. We had the reading this morning, but I just want to highlight a few, the way the mess- it reads in the message. So starting at verse 10, dear friend, take my advice. It will add years to your life. I'm writing out clear directions to wisdom way. I'm drawing a map to righteous road. I don't want you ending up in blind alleys or wasting time making wrong turns. Hold tight to good advice. Don't relax your grip. Guard it well. Your life is at stake. Don't take wicked bypass. Don't so much as set your foot on that road. Stay clear of it. Give it a wide berth. Make a detour and be on your way. 
And I want to skip up to verses 20 through 22, how it reads in the message. Dear friend, listen well to my words. Turn your ears to my voice. Keep my message in plain view at all times. Concentrate. Learn it by heart. Those who discover these words live, really live, body and soul. They're bursting in health. Very interesting to put it, you know, in modern day language the way the message does. I think it pops right out. But our key verse this morning, as you may know, is verse 23. Keep vigilant watch over your heart. That's where life starts. Or in the NIV, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. So King Solomon, who is given credit to writing the book of Proverbs, or most of it anyhow, when the wisest men have ever lived, if not the wisest, tells us, guard your heart. So why is he telling us to guard our heart? Well, obviously, you guard something that needs to be protected has potential attack. And so in life, we need to guard our heart because there's a battle between wisdom and folly, between right and wrong, between good and evil, between life and between death. There are battles going on. Guard your heart is the king's message. Do you guard your heart? I, I know reading this and studying this, I was really challenged about, gee, do I, do I guard my heart? So when I said that, do you guard your heart, what was the answer that kind of came into your head? Did you answer, maybe? Uh, I guess so, sometimes? Not really? Maybe your answer was, I have no idea if I guard my heart or not. But we need to. These are some wise words, and that's what we're going to try to unpack here this morning is the importance of guarding our heart and why we are told this. So in order to guard something, when you guard something, it's defined as uh, to take precautions or to keep close watch to prevent misconduct, to watch over something. When you're guarding something, that's what you're doing. Alicia, would you help me this morning? We have a little visitor from the Miller household to help drive home the message for me. Now, if you've driven by the Miller household during Christmas, we have a watchman. We have a guard standing at the front door of our house during Christmas. So we have named him Chris Moose, okay? Chris Moose Miller. And as you can see, he's dressed up as a British guard, a palace guard, and he stands out front of our house during the Christmas season, and he is our watchman. He guards our front door. Now, what is a watchman, right? Watchman is also a guard. It's another term. Watchman was often used, uh, you know, it's more of an older term uh, in, the, uh, in the army in the services, a, a watchman was put in place, and you probably know the, 
the phrase more so as a night watchman, someone who's watching over uh, while other people are sleeping, you know, whether it be a city or, you know, just a certain area. But the watchman's job was so important and, and so uh, vital to people's safety that you'll actually find in, in the, uh, that's written, the 46th article of war declares that a watchman who is found uh, sleeping on duty will be court-martialed, and that court-martial can end up in death. It is a punishable by death uh, offense to fall asleep when you have the job of watchman and you are on duty for that. Proverbs 4. It's broken kind of into two sections and, and you know, sometimes they give those section titles. Well, the message for verses 1 through 19, it entitles those verses, Your Life is at Stake. And the following verses, 20 through 27, it, it entitles it, Learn It by Heart. So, let's look at the message here, starting in verse, verse 20. Dear friends, listen well to my words. Okay, the king, remember who's writing this. This is King Solomon. He's saying, listen, wake up, pay attention. Hello? Really listen. Tune in. Okay? Because I've got some important stuff for you to learn here. These words that are upcoming in my message, you must learn them. Not maybe. It's like a command. You must learn these. And you must learn them by heart. So memorize them. Write them down. Right? It says here, keep my message in plain view all the time. I think that means that he feels that these words are extremely important. But why? Why does he think that these words are so important to us? These words, he says, will really help you live. Right? Right there. Really live. It's good for your whole body. Now, in the health field, we talk about total health. We talk about somebody's total health. It's made up of five components. Your physical health, your emotional health, your social health, your intellectual health, and your spiritual health. And if you want to be a healthy person, all five of those aspects has to be addressed to assess your health level. Verse 23. In the NIV, I love the way it starts. Above all else. All these wise words that we have in Proverbs from King Solomon, he says, above everything else. If you forget everything else, he says, pay attention, remember this. Guard your heart. The message reads, keep vigilant watch over your heart. Does that sound important? Vigilant? Of course it does. But maybe your question is why? Why is he telling me to, so emphatically to keep guard of my heart, to watch over it? Well, he tells you why. The second part of verse 23. For everything you do flows from it. Or in the message, that's where life starts. 
Life starts from your heart, and that is why it is so important. If you want to turn to me, I'm going to open up to Matthew chapter 7, because Jesus has a few words on this. Surprise, surprise. So chapter 7 is part of the Sermon on the Mount. We're going to start at verse 17, and this is Jesus' words concerning guarding your heart. Jesus said, likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Does that make sense? So the next question is, how do I guard my heart? So he wants me to guard my heart. He tells me why I need to guard my heart. But the next question is, is how do I guard my heart? Alicia, would you help me here again? So the king is so wise, he tells us how, right? He doesn't just tell us to do it without telling us how. Verse 24, he says, Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. If you want to turn, I'm going to go to Matthew 15 because we also have words from Jesus on this, on this topic. It's not just King Solomon, all right? It's a, it, it is a message out there that, you know, we need to control what we say. If we want to guard our heart, step one is watching what we say. Matthew chapter 15, starting again at verse 17. Jesus said these words to the Pharisees and a small group of people. He said, Don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart. And these make a man unclean. For out of your heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander, These are what make a man unclean, but eating with unwashed hands does not make him unclean. Wow, that's pretty strong, eh? How important the words are that come out of our mouth and what they can do. You know, um, Paul also speaks to this interestingly enough in, in Ephesians. And he just, you know, he, he emphasizes this on a different, uh, kind of a, a different connection. In Ephesians 4, we read that he's writing to the Ephesians. He's encouraging the Christians there to live, uh, you know, properly and as a light to those around them. And he speaks to this, and he says in verse 29, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. A common theme, if you want to live well, you will guard what you say. You will control 
your tongue in order to guard your heart. Verse 25, we get the next way to guard our hearts. Alicia? Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Or in the message we read, keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sideshow distractions. I think today's society, we're faced with more sideshow distractions than we ever, ever have been. I work with teenagers, and their phone is a constant visual distraction for them all the time. Our access to visual distractions in today's society is like it's never been with, with TV and Internet, you know, you know, Netflix pulling up you know, videos, movies whenever we want, live streaming through the Internet. We are full of visual distractions like never before. It's interesting, again, on the Sermon on the Mount, so Matthew chapter 6, Jesus also speaks to how important our eyes are. Matthew 6, starting at verse 22, Jesus said these words to those who were listening. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Guard your heart by guarding your mouth. Guard your heart by guarding your eyes. But there's one more that King Solomon, in verses 26 and 27, he says, Give careful thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. In the message we read, watch your step and the road will stretch out smooth before you. Look neither to the right or to the left. Leave evil in the dust. Alicia's attacking my little puzzle here. Just give her a minute. <laughs> I know I've been using Jesus' words for the other two, but I really like the words uh, in Psalm 119 that address where our feet go. So if you want to turn to Psalm 119, verse 101 says, I have kept my feet from every evil path so that I may obey your word. Verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I have taken an oath and confirmed it that I will follow your righteous laws. Want to walk in the right way? Let God's word be a light to your path. Who's heard of the G-I-G-O principle when it comes to computer science? Right? Garbage in, garbage out. Exactly. They define that like this. 
okay? So you understand what they mean by garbage in, garbage out when it comes to computers. The output quality of a system usually can't be any better than the quality of its inputs. So their solution, what they say the solution to the garbage in, garbage out is spend time validating the input and or ensuring that the right sort of data goes into the system so that the right comes out of the system. I want to back us up. We didn't read these, but if you would go right to the start of Proverbs 4. And I'm going to read the first nine verses that we missed. And I'm going to read it from the message. Listen, friends, to some fatherly advice. Sit up and take notice so you'll know how to live. I'm giving you good counsel. Don't let it go in one ear and out the other. When I was a boy at my father's knee, the pride and joy of my mother, I would sit down, sorry, he would sit me down and drill me. Take this to heart. Do what I tell you. Live. Sell everything and buy wisdom. Forage for understanding. Don't let any, sorry, don't forget one word. Don't deviate, deviate an inch. Walk, never walk away from wisdom. She guards your life. Love her. She keeps her eye on you. Above all and before all, do this. Get wisdom. Write this at the top of your list. Get understanding. Throw your arms around her. Believe me, you won't regret it. Never let her go. She'll make your life glorious. She'll garland your life with grace. She'll festoon your days with beauty. Verse 6 in the NIV. Do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. How do we guard our hearts? We get wisdom. We need to go after wisdom because wisdom will protect us. Love wisdom. And wisdom will watch over you like a watchman that never falls asleep. So maybe you're not quite sure. You've heard the word wisdom. Like, you know, if I ask you to define it, you know, kind of struggle with a, a definition. Wisdom is the knowledge of true and right coupled with judgment as to action. Let me read that again. Knowledge of true and right coupled with just judgment as to action. At the start here this morning, we had a little bit of fun. We, uh, we handed out three bags. And my three volunteers... They very easily, without any questioning, gave away their hearts. Without any attention to it, they just gave their hearts away. They didn't look inside the bag. They didn't know what they were doing. They didn't guard the hearts that I had given them, did they? So the challenge this morning, and not 
my challenge, but the challenge from God's word from the wisest man ever, King Solomon, is guard your heart. Don't let Chris Moose here guard your heart, all right? He's, uh, he's not very active. And I, I don't even know if he has eyes underneath all, all that. But anyhow, let me leave you with one final verse as we wrap up this morning. If you haven't turned to anything else, turn to this this morning. Grab your phone, grab the Bible in front of you, whichever. Turn to the book of James, the first first chapter of James. I'm going to read verse 5 and wrap up here this morning. So we've identified that we need to guard our hearts, the three key areas to guarding our hearts, and that in order to guard our hearts, we need wisdom. And wisdom is how you will go. And so James writes, If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who generously gives to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you that you love us. We thank you that you care about us so deeply. Lord, thank you for these challenging words from thousands of years ago from the wise King Solomon that is so applicable for us today, Lord. We need to guard our hearts if we want to live and live well, if we want to please you, if we want a long, fruitful life. We need to guard our hearts, Lord. We need help. We can't do it on our own, Lord. I pray, I hope each of us here is asking you, Lord, give us wisdom, give us understanding, increase those on us, Lord, because we want to please you. We want to live well. So help us in gaining wisdom, in gaining understanding, so that we can guard our hearts as we have been challenged to do. In your name we ask and pray these things according to your will. Amen.